hello to whatever beautiful soul is listening right now. This is Spilling Sunshine, the podcast that's meant to spill a little sunshine on every situation in life, whether it's great or not so great. We're just trying to make things a little bit better. So today, we're actually joined by my bestie, D. Welcome, queen. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> we just had like a little laugh attack before we started this yeah. because, I don't know, there, we have long ass conversations all of the time, but there's something about having a microphone in your face that really changes things. It's very official. I agree. Yeah. It makes it sound like you have to be so prepared with your words, mm. to be very precise with your words, because it's on tape, quite literally, but I'm going to do my best to n- not acknowledge its presence in a good way, exactly. you know? <laughs> it's our friend, you know? The yeah, it's our friend. It's a, it's a third party. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so today we're going to be talking about just solo travel experiences, um, what it's like to travel on your own, especially as a woman, you know, it can be, it, it's a, it's an interesting world out there. We got to see it. And, mm-hmm. you know, definitely being a female can change your experiences, I would say, mm-hmm. of solo travel. But I would say that a lot of the things that we're probably going to talk about are basically overall experiences that could be any gender, any type of person whatever earth you're from probably dude i I wish i could travel into outer space yeah Yeah. that would that's that's a whole nother episode but (laughs) a space would probably like imagine seeing earth like from a different perspective you know Mm -hmm. you heard the phone what the fuck was that siri just went off yeah siri just went off i don't know why (laughs) they're listening (laughs) the aliens are listening they're like what you say What you say? We listening, <laughs> bro. We got you. <laughs> that was Siri. That's a good name for a planet. But whatever. This is a pretty off topic. But <laughs> All space right. Space is cool. It is End really story. cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's begin. have both had our own like solo solar solo travel experience mm-hmm. um so where did you go d i went to well i would say the most the first one that comes to mind like for solo the biggest one was probably italy uh i went back in uh <laughs> i went back in fall of 2019 you know took a semester off of college which was like kind of a big step because like well you did that too Mm -hmm. yeah so like you feel me it was like it's a it's a very unorthodox non-traditional like path for school I think because a lot of people just go from high school to college and you know going to college living by yourself is a really big jump and I'm glad that we took that time off to well at least for me personally to to uh like find myself by myself first and it was like so let me I went to Italy for a month I went I stayed in this little it was a pretty rural town outside of um uh near Florence about a 30 minute 
um, train ride from Florence. And uh, I wish I could say, I wish I could remember the name. It started with an R. I don't really remember, but it was like, uh, when I tell you, it wasn't even town. It was a village. It was a village, guys. Like, I literally rode. So I was doing a workaway experience where I was a, a stable girl. So I was responsible for taking care of the horses that um, they had on the property. And I stayed in a barn house. So it was a pretty nice barn house. It was uh, it was two two stories. It had a spiral staircase. Very That's uh, fancy. It wasn't fancy, but it was. Gives me medieval. Yeah, it was very medieval. Village vibes. It's village vibes. It was, it was <laughs> village vibes. Cottage core at its finest. It was literally cottage core. Like I literally was living in a cottage oh. and had horses outside, and it was it was it was an experience. It was and it overlooked the mountain ranges, of uh like t- Tuscany's mountain range. It, it was it was cool. But um where was I? I forget. Anyways, we're <laughs> in the village. Okay, so you went to Italy. That's very nice. So why did you choose to go to Italy? What was your why were you drawn? Why was I drawn to Italy? You know what? It was because it was I don't even know how we decided but I w- we were me and Fiona had talked about going to Italy. Fiona like, is our other bestie. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Fiona. <laughs> um but yeah, I don't know, we were talking about it like during like hi- like senior year or something. We were talking about doing it like together. But it didn't really work out obviously to do it together, but I was still like drawn to the idea and I just decided to do it. Mm, and yeah. with horses, with horses. You're an animal person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I would be drawn to that experience as well if I yeah. wasn't allergic to horses. <laughs> yeah. But okay, sounds cool. Well, I went to India also in that same like fall of 2019, sem- like school semester, I guess. Mm-hmm. I went for I went for four, four months. months. Right? Yeah, yeah. I went for a long time. And. It was a beautiful experience. I did this volunteering thing where you, I don't know, you kind of just like sign up for it. You pay a certain fee and stuff and you have a place to stay. You do the volunteer during the week and then you have the weekends off to do whatever you want. It was really hard, honestly, to volunteer. I was supposed to just do like a child care, like kind of like a babysitting program, but for um kids that live in underprivileged zones mostly like in the in the, the slums of india and stuff but it ended up being that i i was placed into a english teaching school i guess and i'm not an english teacher i'm not an english major oh my gosh it was interesting trying to teach kids english that barely speak english and when you don't even speak a lick of hindi it's just it's difficult but nonetheless it was a very amazing growing experience Mm -hmm. and yeah i'm excited to dive into our experiences and see what comes out what we got to share what we learned i think Mm -hmm. it's just traveling by yourself seriously like, I know it sounds cliche, but it teaches you things about yourself. You put in these situ. I mean, bro, we'll get into it, but, like, I'm sure you had, like, your 
at least for me, I had my one really hard moment on mm, my trip. Okay, that, yeah, we're gonna cover that. Yeah, in a we're bit. gonna. Okay, uh-huh. like I, I think it's like it just happens, but you have this one moment. It's like there's definitely a word for it. I don't know, like the word, but there definitely is where it's like that it's one the conflict. Mo- the con. <laughs> it's a movie, and this is the conflict. <laughs> it's like the rising, the rising, whatever. I don't even remember the. The, you know the story plot mm-hmm. graph Mr. Yeah, Ewart. I remember I, yeah I remember Mr. Ewart talking to us about it but um no literally like there was that one moment where it's like do or die and it like literally teaches you things about yourself that you were like damn I pro- I went through that I went through that and I survived and I survived like I start like you know because sometimes it's, it's not fucking easy Mm-mm. and you could give up but you choose not to mm. And, you know, it teaches you perseverance, and we'll get into it, but... (laughs) (laughs) Should we just get into it now? We should. I also decided to go to India. I don't know why. I was just going through the website, and they had a bunch of different, like, uh, volunteer programs. And for some reason, it was just calling my name. They had a cool um, orientation week program thing also, which I was really drawn to, but... I mean, there were some crazy, amazing places to go to, like, I, all over the world. And I don't know, This it was just this one place that somehow, for some reason, it was just calling my name. Like, my intuition knew what it needed to do. I remember you looking at the programs when we were in Leonard. You yes, were sitting when we were in science class. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When we were in environmental science class. And I remember you were looking at it, and... I don't know, it's just so crazy that it, like, came true, you know, because you can reflect on those moments mm-hmm. where you're, like, where it wasn't a complete reality, but then you look back on it and, it, like, you made it your reality. Mm-hmm. You manifested it into mm-hmm. your life. Put it into, so important. into action. Mm-hmm. So important. Okay, so first, let's start with the with the good parts of our trip, what okay. we learned. Well, let's start with the good. So what was your... Oh, I know I hate this question and I'm about to ask it. But what, what was your favorite part of your trip or parts or just like Um I would probably say the horse aspect was my favorite. Mm. It you know I want to work with animals when I grow up when I grow up. I'm growing up right now <laughs> when I I just want to work with animals period right now and when I'm grow up and when I'm old and whenever always um but that was definitely the best part. And, you know, I I was responsible for taking care of about 14 horses were on the farm. I wish I could tell you all their names Which to one this was your day. your favorite horse? Um, okay, my favorite one was probably Cosimo. And then Rod- me and Rodrigo had a love-hate relationship because he literally, every time he saw me, he would pin his ears back. And I never understood why because I was literally the person feeding him for a month straight, cleaning his, like, pen when I'm, when it's raining out because, oh my god, that's, it, it was, uh, in November, I don't suggest going to Italy. It's very rainy. It was raining almost I don't know, like a good 60% of the time it was raining. It was just so muddy and annoying. But, you know, that's just an aspect that you learn to love, I guess. And, uh, But anyways, so I was responsible for, I'll I'll tell you my schedule. I'd wake up at about 6 a.m. I had to go feed the horses around, around the farm. So each horse had a different diet and you know when I first was working there I had like a paper that I would like read 
or whatever. So in the morning they got wet hay, which is, um, or no, actually I'm lying. They didn't get wet. They got dry hay in the morning. So just like your regular dry hay, I would take a wheelbarrow out and, uh, put a bunch of hay on it and then each give them like half a, half a thing of hay, right? Whatever. Uh, like a cube. Like it's a giant cube and I gave like each, each half, half mm-hmm. right? So it was a lot of back and forth with hay. It took about, <laughs> so, I would say it took about 45 minutes. So not terribly long, but you know, it definitely was a morning. A tumultuous task for <laughs> 7 a.m. maybe? Yeah. 6.30? It was <laughs> a morning. It was a morning every morning, but <laughs> nonetheless. And then so... At, like then I would feed them first and then I would you know do that and if I needed to if, the, if any were in the stables I would need to muck out the stables so what does mucking out mean oh let me tell you the what glories is let me tell you the glories of taking horse shit out of a fucking <laughs> box it's the best thing I could recommend it's great workout you my was ripped by the end of it no so like um because it was raining so much, some of the horses couldn't be out in, like, their fields, right? So you had to put them inside the pen, but there was only, or inside the stables. And so there was about 12 stables. And, you know, on the super rainy, like, week, it was, like, just one main week that was, like, super bad. So we had to bring all the horses inside. Mm. So it wasn't, I didn't always muck out. It was just, like, that one week was, like, heavy on the muck. Wow. Heavy on the muck. Poop all over the place. Oh, no. It's, it's, I'm going to be real. It's not always luxurious, and that's okay. Definitely not. <laughs> it's, if, if you have expectations of always luxury, you know, that's okay. That, but that's just not me. And it's, it's not, it wouldn't, with my life path, it wouldn't align for me to be a very luxurious person. It wouldn't provide the experience that you Exactly. Yes. That is exactly mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't do a work away that was so labor intensive. I didn't do a work away yeah. for my for my travel experience, but we did do uh, something similar. We did woofing, which is like a farming thing over the summer. Dee and I actually went together with her friend Fiona, and it was hard work, you know? Like, we did more budgeted travel, I would say. So, it's not really backpacking, but it's also not that luxury vacation travel it's experience traveling i would say so we have a Mm -hmm. job we have a thing to do and we have almost like a schedule that Mm -hmm. we have to abide to and you have to work for part of your experience but Mm -hmm. in the end it's it's a lot exactly and it's a lot more rewarding i would say Mm -hmm. Um, obviously like vacation travel and stuff is amazing just chilling out not having to do anything uh super intense but as we said we are just experience seekers and Mm -hmm. we just want to grow and so these are just the these are the situations that we put our nurse put ourselves in to allow that growth to happen Mm -hmm. because i feel like usually when you're traveling you kind of i think it's just being in a different environment and being around a bunch of different people not really being comfortable it makes it really easy to grow almost mm-hmm. like like it's not easy to go through it but it just comes to you you know you're in just this position where growth like growth and just challenging experiences that cause growth come to you mm-hmm. and no yeah it, it just it'd be like that 
It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, the, the good comes with the bad. Exactly. But exactly. But right I, now we're talking about the good. We're talking about the good, Because the good, the good yeah. is great, you know? So, so okay, so you loved the horses. Yeah. All right. You also did some travel around Italy. Yeah, I just want to finish the thought up okay. about the about the horses. Because yes. I never, like, Go I just it. stopped it at the breakfast. I'll, I'll, I'll try to keep it more concise. But, uh, yeah, so it was, I, I fed them breakfast, lunch, which was, like, pebbles and stuff. Not pebbles, but, like, uh, dry food, like a scoop of dry food. And then at night, I had to feed them this wet hay, which was basically hay soaked in water overnight. I don't know, it was it's good to like have help them not like have a cold or like cough okay. especially because it was like cold and rainy those mm. months in uh italy so a little it fun fact it keeps them it keeps their lungs healthy does. i don't know i i didn't i didn't research that but you know there's a we can research it after this mm-hmm. but yeah i would say the best part was the horses of my experience just because i've always low-key been a horse girl like my friend in brazil she has a a, ho- a farm like her grandparents have a farm and I remember the first time I got to run a gallop on a horse was insane like mm. the power the speed is just something so out of this world I I recommend it because you'll never really get that doing it with like a like a trail company because you're may the fastest you're gonna go is maybe a trot just for and I get it it's a li- lot like liability when a horse is galloping like you are actually flying like you are going so fast and that's probably one of the most freeing experiences I could, I've ever experienced, like galloping on a horse. It's equally as scary because you're putting the so much control and faith into an animal, but it's also so fun. Mm, <laughs> so it's liberating. like it's like fun and scary. So it's like a thrill, but like a beautiful thrill because you are trusting an animal that you can't physically be like stop. It's Riding horse is very much body language is what I learned. So like just the best part was building a bond with the horses and mm. I got to like learn how to how to jump with them. Uh, I for English riding. It was English it was an English riding school. So I get got to like as part of the situation I got to uh participate in the in the courses that he taught there. So I, you know, got to jump horses and that was super unique and super awesome and I used, and he let me take the horses out um when there was no school or whatever and I would just ride trails around the mountains and it was and in beautiful Italy in beautiful Italy <laughs> that sounds and, magical and I took my Cosimo because he listened to me so well it's scary when you're on a horse and because it's a horse but they're huge like they're literally huge like if they if they don't fucking like you like they can just knock you off like no no problem to be honest but okay generally they won't do that don't be scared because if you're riding a horse nine out of ten it's probably been like trained to be docile or whatever but yeah it's just uh, Cosimo was my favorite to ride on trails because he was just a little bit fearless but he listened like you. yeah <laughs> you guys are the same we were the same he was, he was a beautiful black horse this long gold not golden hair but <laughs> long shimmery hair that he was the best and he was so he just he we just vibed together like like the slightest like movement he responded really well to and like he just read my body language really well. Like when I would tighten up, he would slow down. And he when I pulled back on the reins, he wouldn't fight me. And it's just really comfortable riding on a horse that responds to you quickly 
you know yeah. so that yeah in conclusion the best part was the horses and of course i trapped like you were you were gonna hop into something there mm-hmm. and Wait, no, I was going to ask you about your traveling around Italy. Mm-hmm. How was that? Did you enjoy it? Where did you stay? Yeah, I went to a bunch of places around Italy. I did, I did northern Italy more. So I went to Venice, um, Florence, of course. I think Florence is my favorite over Rome. I, I recommend Florence over Rome. Rome's a bit busy. I don't know. I just like Florence better. It's smaller. You can walk everywhere. You don't have to worry about anything. But I went to Florence, um, Venice, and then I went over to the west side of Italy to this area called Cinque Terre. And it's kind of like an Amalfi Coast moment, but like better, I would say, because there is this hike. It's like a 15 mile hike that you do along the coast, like the ridge. Because uh, all Cinque Terre is on the coast, on a mountainous coast. And I, there, Cinque Terre, so there's five cities along the coast. And you take this 15-mile hike to see each of the cities. And, um, yeah, and it, it's, like, very, very Amalfi Coast, like, where it's, like, uh, yellow and, and not purple, but yellow and orange uh, little houses along the coast. And, yeah, Cinque Terre and Rome. That's nice sightseeing. Mm-hmm. Cool. I recommend cool. Cinque Terre for anyone that wants to go to Italy. Okay, y'all heard of Cinque Terre? <laughs> that 15 mile hike. Oh yeah, bring a rain. Well, <laughs> bring a raincoat <laughs> if you're going to November. Yeah. Um. Okay, very nice, very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that my favorite experiences. Well, I had so many. After when you're traveling for so long, just so many things happen to you, and you say, "Wow, every moment is my favorite moment, mm-hmm. except for the bad moments." But I would say that the best part of my trip was the kids that I was with, and just Indian people in general. Just for the most part, I, uh, for the most part, especially, I would say like the women and the children. Oh my god, it was just I felt right at home with the kids that I was I was volunteering with. They were just so precious and beautiful and they taught me so much about life and what it's like to love someone even when you can barely communicate with each other, just ha- spending time together. It's really a really a special bond because they made me feel so loved. I would just show up to school and they would all just, hi, ma'am. And then oh. all wave at me. Why did they and call you ma'am? Because they call everyone ma'am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like even like other teachers like that that aren't like exchange students, they call ma'am too. Like they're like, oh. or what do they call their like teachers? I'm pretty sure they use ma'am too. They yeah. call them by their names, but they would also just say ma'am. Yeah. They're, they they're taught in at least in in these more public schools in India. Definitely taught to be very respectful. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a it's a very big a- aspect just to respect authority in older people. Huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So it's actually interesting because in India, it's very close knit family structures and people like stay around. Um. For example, you know, like in America, you you graduate high school and then you go off to college and then you leave for college and 
you rarely see your parents really you know when you're in college and stuff and then you just go off and live your life but yeah they tend to be very family oriented um and it's a very it's very important for them to keep their family close-knit so Mm -hmm. i found i found that really nice they'd be like family first yes quite literally (laughs) family first and blood thicker than water (laughs) and, and i was going through a pretty rough moment when i got to india so just having the love of the kids was really a very softening experience i would say they would give me their food bro like these are kids that weren't were were definitely underprivileged you know they they it, it wasn't like they had more than enough to just go and share and everything but they did they they would offer me their food their lunch whenever they would give them a snack at school they would all always offer me the first bite like what i don't even offer people the first bite you right like mm-hmm. who offers people the first bite then precious those people, beautiful souls those cuties and them. and specifically indian women i resonated with a lot every single i don't know they were just so special and nice and for the most like they loved when you were doing things that were more like just they're just cultural aspects of of india i guess like just indian cultural things so Mm -hmm. um if i would wear like a lehenga choli which Mm -hmm. is um like a, a traditional skirt crop top type of thing with a um, with a scarf around you so it kind of looks like a sari but it's two pieces they oh my gosh they love that whenever they would see me in a in a lehenga they they would want to fix my 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 <gasps> scarf to make sure that it's perfect Aww. they they would like want to braid my hair and they would just give me henna all over my face like my arms especially at the school the teachers were so nice to me and i could barely talk to them either but they they were always just like nice to me and cared mm-hmm. about me and i i felt very a lot of motherly vibes from a lot of indian women specifically um I was invited into in to, to take some tea at a random woman's house once. She was just like, "You want to come in?" And then we she made us some tea. We went we were outside of her house and we were all just like drinking it, just talking to her and watching her kids play. Well, kind of talking to her. And it was just uh, and the colors of the place. It's just the vibes. I don't know. The it, colors. It, it, it brought me it brought me into the palaces, like the, the temples. Yes, I love everything's very warm. it it just feels very homey to me just everything's very warm i love that a lot of the buildings are like orangey they can be Mm. more pinky they they just they have this it's it's a different literally a different color palette than they do in these quote-unquote more modern countries Mm -hmm. and i know it's i I don't know do they make their buildings with like a certain like material that makes it orange oh, or do they paint know. it orange i think a lot oh. of it is painted maybe some brick moments is it know. clay is it they also had like white buildings and stuff but for some reason it just was warm and homey like you know when you have a room and it's a warm light mm-hmm. like that like it's just a softer light like it's a not big that hug. bright white yes it's that's like, what it feels it's like it's easy on your eyes too uh, yes. like quite and, and literally it's a, it's, yes yes <laughs> and it's a little chaotic sometimes obviously especially if you're in the big cities and stuff but oh my god it's so amazing and if you go into the nature like the mountains beautiful i love the scenery i loved going to the Ganges river just beautiful amazing experiences but the most important aspect for me was 
all of the growing, it's a very spiritual place. Like, I know everyone's like, I went to India to find myself. They're not wrong. Like, <laughs> I, it's so, it sounds so cheesy, but it's so true. It's you, so true. It, experiences happen to you No, there. you definitely came back a di- Sorry, we gotta get a little closer here. Uh, <laughs> no, you definitely, I, it's, it's insane. I mean, even put it, put it, work it from the outside in even your external appearance came back different you were more in tune with your fashion you you had this new fashion sense you you opened yourself up to a different type of a you know traditional clothing that you would never really had true exposure to in America you know not not in the sense you know that you got there and like from physical change to like spiritual change it was just you could tell when you came back it was it was amazing and i mean you're still growing that amazing person you found and and it will help nurture her she was always there right mm-hmm. she was always there but it was definitely a blossoming experience. it was a blot girl it, <laughs> it was a it was a blossoming experience it was. and i think traveling alone like that is for everyone in different ways you know whether it's finding yourself or finding what you like, finding a passion, mm. finding a love, like a, a, a like a physical love, a mental oh my gosh, love. That too. Like <laughs> like so I don't many. or just even just a new perspective. Yeah. Perspective is so important in this world and just traveling alone is just so different and so eye opening and blossoming. Like blossoming. Like you can already be blossomed but Traveling alone just it keeps just extra blossom. You just blossom more and more and yeah, more. More petals just start growing. More petals, yeah. You get more flowers. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I feel that. Thank you. That I really, that really makes me feel nice. I'm glad. Cause I'm glad your heart was warm. Cause my heart was warm telling you that. Thank you. Yeah, I just yeah. It was it was. It's nice to hear that because mm-hmm. um, when I went when I decided to go. Where, or when I was trying to figure out, when I realized I did not want to go to school, at least for the first semester mm. um, after I graduated high school, was because I went through a really tough time, you know? Like, I, w- I had an eating disorder, you... And, and that just... There is no... It's, it's, it's growing, but in a very different way, because it's, it's mm. very energy-depleting. Mm-hmm. And you kind of lose yourself in that, and you don't really appreciate who you are as a person and then it's grounding exactly but it's not flourishing exactly and you know i look back at everything and i think you know everything's meant to happen for a reason i i i understood my body better after i went through all of that and i healed and it also allowed me to to know allowed me to know allowed me to come to the conclusion that i did not want to go to college straight away i Mm -hmm. wanted to do something else i I needed to get out of my comfort zone and just do something crazy and just see what happens Mm -hmm. so thankfully my parents were supportive about it and i was able to like figure it all out and you know make my way over to a beautiful beautiful country and to other countries as well that i went throughout that time and, oh yeah and just get oh to miss miss worldwide over here oh, already no like i was miss italy but she was miss <laughs> what what was that never like east just basically east side of the world it's like east <laughs> south southeast oh my god east south east south no yeah, literally so I, went to, I went to in that in that four month period i went to india and i was there for majority of my time i was there for probably 
like three months out of the four. Mm-hmm. I also went to Nepal, to Japan, and to Australia. Japan. So yeah, it was a it was a super magical. A lot of different experiences happened in each place, of mm. course. But the, obviously, the most growing happened in the place yeah. where I spent the most time. Mm. Yep. And it was just a place where I connected and to personally. Yeah, you just resonated mm-hmm. with India the most. Yeah, yeah. It was just something that I just Stuck felt with from you. within, mm-hmm. and and I attribute a lot of my growth and learning about who I am, about spirituality, about just who i want to be and what i want to be in this world while i was there literally i mean just look around your room right now mm-hmm. like just inspired just, by everything that i saw like yeah just totally like revolutionize the person that you were i agree it's, it's insane it's amazing it's like the most beautifully insane thing ever yes yes i love that it's Yay. amazing personal growth is just so important oh. so personally uh, we're gonna say this probably like a million times but we definitely recommend <laughs> we'll traveling. say a billion if we have to <laughs> but we definitely recommend traveling on your own if it's readily available to you there's a lot of mm. different sources that you can mm-hmm. use to make it as affordable as possible because if if you like to get out of your comfort zone i mean it's important it's important you even if you don't do like it, it you, you just, have to you leave your comfort to. zone if you stay in your comfort zone you I'll put it this way. You can tell. You can tell when someone hasn't experienced life, when they haven't pushed outside of their comfort zone, have, have only stayed within the realm that they know. Mm. They, you, You're quite literally a closed-minded person. And I don't mean that in a mean way. You may not even be conscious of it. I mean, I knew I wasn't a, a conscious of, like, like, you can be, and it's not all, all necessarily negative, like, you can just literally be closed-minded where when you go and experience these things, you gain a new perspective. And when you come back, you can look at the world differently. Mm-hmm. Which And, like, in that sense, you wouldn't, if you didn't have that experience, you would have never had the perspective to view it differently. So, you only know until you go type. Exactly. It's like if you know, you know exactly and, and and you and you put your, every single country looks different oh you know? god for it's, real it's so easy to think that everywhere is like america it's so easy exactly it's so easy i i was that way and that's what i mean like i just thought it wasn't even like an intentional thought it's just like this subconscious thought where you think everyone lives the same life as you it's almost translated into you can only perceive reality from your own mentality right Mm -hmm. so you forget that people are living different realities Mm -hmm. and when you travel i think you escape that confinement that material confinement whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. and you get to see that not everyone lives the same way as you and it it makes you grateful it makes you grateful and it makes you understanding and it makes you a more like perspectively diverse person which i think is an incredible an important strength in this like world in this i mean we live in a diverse world there's no there's no similarities even even in the broadest sense you're still different from the next person Mm. so it's like opening up that that different realities is so important and it makes you like it makes you grateful for what you have here and, and it makes you reflect on what could be better or 
what could change or just all of that stuff all that important life stuff Mm -hmm. oh it's so it's so so important like if I ever have a kid I'm fucking sending that person (laughs) off that person (laughs) I'm sending off them off to like go do something by themselves I'm like you you need to forced upon you in a loving way like on okay obviously if they're like really not vibing I'll (laughs) we'll talk about it but I'm going to strongly suggest that they go out there and and just find themselves and, and experience something different from the life that they had growing up. Exactly, because just even just seeing how architecturally different places are mm-hmm. from where you are from or America or or wherever you're from, it, it really allows you to understand sometimes even why people are a certain way. Or it, it's even the, the certain feel, you know, you are surrounded by a certain vibration and you attune yourself to that vibration in whatever way and it allows people to uh, you uh, how do i explain it so i'm i think that i think that if you (laughs) i just burped (laughs) i think if you um let's say my my best example is always like what type of music you listen to right so you're depending on whatever type of music you listen to, you're putting yourself in a certain vibration, right? And that it determ- can determine, like, how your vibe is, like, what, how you come off to people and uh, who you, uh, like, um, gravitate more toward and how you see the world and how you feel about the world and all these things. And I think that the same with scenery. It puts you in a certain vibration, and you can be super accustomed to this one vibration, but then you get put in this whole different vibration that other people are living in. And you kind of, un- you quite li- you feel and understand why people are the way they are. Like, they're, why, why are there are certain places that are more uh, chillax and why are there are certain places that are more hustle bustle. And it's, it's very interesting and important to open up your mind to different ways of living and the different ways that people live around the world and experience life in totally different ways from what you do. It's, it's, it's wild and bro. Again, go and do it. You'll see for yourself. <laughs> yeah. Everyone comes to the same conclusion for the most part. For the most part. For the nitty gritty. Dun, dun, dun. No, no, no. Ah. Okay. Now it was, it was rainbows and butterflies, and now it's doom and gloom. Calm down. <laughs> doom, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dramatic, <laughs> dramatic bats flying out. I don't know. <laughs> Put them in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> I really didn't think that was going to be so funny. <laughs> no, it's because you put the two hands. You just said, put them in the coffin. I, I thought about a vampire going Yeah, me too. Coffin. Yeah, and just like rising. Yeah. Like, not like sitting up, just like levitating up. <laughs> Anyways. Okay, so what was your not so favorite part about your experience? So, my not. This is hard to explain. It was like, it was just, it's like not that it was like not my favorite part. It was just a challenge. What was the most challenging part? Yeah, of your because experience? like I don't like to view it as like a not so favorite part because it it had its purpose, you know. Like, so let me explain, and then you'll see what I mean, right? So, hmm, 
it's it's a story so we'll start you off at the story at the at the night we'll call it the night um so like i was saying um the the it was very stormy this time of the year in in italy so one night we had a really bad thunderstorm and there was a lightning that struck the power box outside i guess so it turned off the electricity and the hot water furnace it like it burnt the fuse to the basically the entire house the entire house just was bricks <laughs> essentially in a bed <laughs> like there was no like i i heard it in the middle of the night and i was like what i was like what was that and i just went back, back to bed and then i woke up in the morning and there was no water there was no electricity and there was a the like fuse box downstairs and there was no uh like what is it called the the engine not the engine light but like the the i forgot it was the flame the ignite flame i don't know whatever there was none of that nothing was working so the lightning had basically like just messed up all the just messed system. up all the electricity in in the little farmhouse that i was staying at so yeah so that was a uh, kind of an issue so i told Geraldo, the guy that i was like working for and i was like look like this is what happened in the middle of the night and so he came and he checked it out and he was like yeah uh this is gonna take a minute to fix like they're like this is gonna like i have to order a new fuse box and it, it was it was a mess it was messy it, it was a, a big issue this single light it's crazy this single lightning struck this place and just messed everything just up. messed the whole like that's crazy so powerful so like one little thing just well, i guess but, it's not so little well sh- <laughs> powerful <laughs> so one. so yeah so so that was right so here that's the problem right now where i'm in this little this li- little side farmhouse that doesn't have p- power and electricity anymore what are we to do so there's, I'm assuming I I was just looking up her name. Uh, what was it? Oh God, what was her name? Uh, I can't remember. There was an old lady that lived in the main farmhouse. Maybe it'll come to me. Oh, I don't know. Anyways, it'll. Oh, I literally just searched it up the other day because I was looking at that stuff. But whatever. Let's call her Judy. She looks like a Judy, I guess. Um, so Judy lived on the property, and I'm pretty sure she owned the property. And uh, Araldo just like rented out the stables. You know, they had like a that type of situation. And her, her and uh, like her and Araldo were like close, but more just business partners. She never really dabbled in like the workaway situation. She, because most workaway people just like stayed in that house and they didn't really interact too so much. And um, so what happened is it wasn't going to get fixed and so she offered that I come and stay in the main farmhouse because the main farmhouse house was run by a fire it was like a furnace it was run by furnace and their I guess their electrical thing it did get messed up but they came and fixed it because it was like a house a more I guess uh updated house yeah so I stayed with her in the house and um you know she was an old lady she (laughs) she had her opinions 
Um, it was very interesting. She, I'll remember this to this day. She pointed out that I said like a lot. And I still think about it every time I say, like, I just, I catch myself saying it or whatever. She, when I first talked to her, she pointed out she was a old lady from Oxford. So educated, very educated, I should say. A little, a little, a little too. You can't be too educated, but you can be arrogant. A little, yeah. Like, but whatever, you know. She was like she a, was arrogant, but whatever. She she was she was right. She was arrogant, but she's right. I did say like a lot. Sounds like my grandma. Yeah, she was she was a grandma. She was definitely a grandma. I think I don't even know, but anyways, <laughs> um, so I just I just ended like I stayed with her pretty much for the it was like two three weeks that I had left uh like doing the program and. It was just, it was just interesting, you know, it was, I slept in the same room as her. She had a bed in, like, she had two beds in her room, so I slept in the same room as her and really? used the same shower. I know, I'm, yeah, so listen up. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I slept in the same room as her, and I never met this lady in my life, and we just kind of had this mutual respect they had a little cute dog on the farm and I would eat dinner with her and I don't know it was an interesting bond because it wasn't it was like forced almost it was kind of like oh it had to be done because I couldn't sleep in in the in the cold you know not working farmhouse but to be honest with you I think it worked and I say this I think it worked out for the best because I would have been, it's, it's just so interesting to reflect on it because I did, I'm calling it right, my, the, the worst part because it, it was, it was stressful. It was, the whole house doesn't work. Like, I, what am I going to do? Like, now I have to go live with someone like that. I, I don't even know. I have to share a bed with them. Well, not a bed, but like a room. And it's just like, you're putting like really close proximity Especially with someone that's, you're just in totally different parts like, of your life. Life, exactly. Different phases. Exactly, like, there was, it was it's just. It's hard to understand each other. Like, yeah. It's like staying in the same room as your grandma. But, like, not even. It's just, because your grandma's you your grandma. Your grandma's watched you grow up. Like True. It's so interesting. It's so, but it was good. Like, <laughs> it, it was, it was necessary because, mm. because what happened, like, if I would have, if that wouldn't have happened and everything, and I would have stayed in the farmhouse and everything would have been great. I think I would have been super lonely because I, I would have been, I was, usually they have more work away because when I first started the program, there was another girl there. Her name was uh, Lexi and, and we were staying, like there was two rooms in the farmhouse, in that side farmhouse and, you know, uh, it was, we were staying together and it was fun and it wasn't lonely and we cooked together and you know, it was great. It was, it was a fun time and that would have been ideal, right? To, to just have like a roommate in the side farmhouse. That, but that's not what it was. It, it would have just been me in that house for a month alone. And I think that would have been really hard for me. I, th I really do. Th I mean, I don't know because I didn't do it, but there was like, I remember there was like a week where I was all alone in that farmhouse and it, it was hard. I was calling my mom. I was like, I just don't know what to do. It's it's dark out and there's like barely any service and I've already read the books and I've already 
like there was just not much to do it's it's the middle of the country you know Mm. so I think it just it would have been really lonely if I stayed in that house alone for the entire month so it was like you wouldn't have allowed yourself to probably even get to know Miss Judy exactly and see where she's coming from and see where she was she about about. she was definitely a side quest she (laughs) was an unlocked character the lightning bolt unlocked her character for me and you know it was and you learned how to make a fire oh i did yeah that time so i was so like you know i helped around the house being that i was staying there and i was eating which was nice because i'm still not a very good cook so (laughs) she helped me cook oh she would like cook and i would eat and i would help her do the dishes and she let me drink wine and she actually started my interest in reading she like pointed out that i didn't read i was like yeah i just don't like reading she's like you should read i'm like fine i remember i started reading the help i never finished it but i read the help in front of a fire drinking wine it felt very old it was very nice sounds amazing it was i was like a dream for me yeah it it made me feel i was like wow this is like pretty wholesome pretty adultish pretty wholesome because you know i was like 19 at the time i know it's you're just you're each year you grow just out of straight out of high school straight out that's what it is straight out of high school you know it was my mentality mm -hmm, it was my first moment of independence Mm -hmm. it was my first that's what it is it was like my first time living alone exactly and that was doing these like adult things Mm -hmm. in a language that you don't really know Uh, with a language that you don't really know yeah italian with all of these new people Mm mm-hmm and you're just forced into it well not well you force yourself into it but, but you're like, just like you're put into this place. i'm put into somewhere else it was outside mm-hmm. my comfort zone a hundred percent and i think that's why it's so important to do like something a, after you graduate high school mm-hmm. to just bring you into reality because exactly. high school i think we all know this or i hope to god we all know this that high school is not reality mm-hmm. it is this weird stimulate stimulate it's stimulate stimulation world in its, it's in so the school weird itself. So I think that it definitely is it, it just taking some time off after high school if you can if I don't know who's still in high school that's listening to this but if you are think about taking some time off and exploring yourself and the world if you can mm-hmm. and just do something for yourself because I think that if if you maybe sometimes if you just go straight into high school, I mean obviously I don't know because I didn't do this, but I think that it allowed me to mature and understand myself as a person, know the type of people and the type of things that I want to be around, and I can implement that into my life mm-hmm. in that way. Mm-hmm. So I think that it, see like you you found the beauty in sitting in front of a fire, reading a book, and drinking some wine. Oh yeah, and I learned how to make a fire because yeah I, I was responsible for keeping the furnace which was like what heated the house in cold in the cold almost winter of italy so it was like 60 50s during the day and, and like 40s at night so i i learned how to make a fire and that was pretty cool yeah, to be honest important to life skill right there i got y'all i remember when we went camping i uh i started the fire and it was a proud moment my skills muscle memory if you will you already know it's you you gotta learn how to make a fire i'm still i'm still working on it yeah you'll um, get there eventually. i mean i i, I trained for like three weeks True, <laughs> you train ooh, intensive mm. um okay so i would say that my not so favorite part about my trip 
Maybe not my one of my difficult challenges, but mm. very difficult challenges. There was a few. There was a few. The one that always I would I the one that always mind. comes to mind is I went through a breakup while I was in 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 India, right? Like my second week or something there. And oh my god, I was heartbroken. I was I was so I was kind of scared being in India at first cuz you get everyone talks to you and tells you like make sure to be careful and blah 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 and this and that and this and that and blah 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 and I was just on edge at all times. I I, I didn't really have a culture shock, but I was just on edge. I was I was afraid of being in this country that I didn't know with people that I didn't know and I was just all by myself and I, I didn't know how to pro- like how much I like I should be cautious of everything, like how to protect myself. I was just I was afraid and I it, it seeped into my relationship and it there was it was a a breakup that shattered me because it, I would say it was probably the it was a breakup with my first love. So it and it, it it just bam it was not fun if you've ever gone through breakup you know and it was not it so i would just feel lots of pain in my heart and i would (laughs) and i would just try to teach these as one does and i would try to teach english to these kids (laughs) you're like heartbreak (laughs) repeat after me heart break uh no well i remember it so vividly that one time I was just trying to teach the kids introductions. So uh, it was just like, hello, my name is blank. Today I feel blank, right? So uh, so I was like, my name is Antonia. And today I feel happy. Oh my gosh, you should have seen my face when I said happy. <laughs> I was not happy. I was so sad. No, you were quite literally smile, so fake it till you make sad. it. Yeah, uh, when I said the word happy, I just... My eyes started to water. My body just was getting into crying mode. And the kids looked at me like... They were so confused. <laughs> they were just... They just looking at me, Is girl. this girl okay? Girl. And then I said, I'm gonna go for a second. And then I just sat down in the bathroom and just cried my eyes out. Oh. Yeah. I, I had never... I've never experienced pain like that. And heartbreak, man. It, yeah, you know what I found out? That physical pain physical pain and emotional pain mm-hmm. triggers the same part of your brain you're, that you're, makes a lot of sense you can't tell the difference between physical and emotional pain good to yeah that makes a lot of sense it it, it feels terrible it feels terrible and you know <laughs> it was it was a lot because I, I was with all the new people i didn't even have my mom i didn't have my friends to your, go and talk to your support system exactly i had you're to be so my own support system and i had I had some amazing friends in India. Do not get me wrong. I made I made a lot of amazing connections, especially through the volunteer program. But I was I was I, I just didn't have my people and to go through something like that, but your first ever heartache, like true heartache by yourself mm-hmm. is really difficult and you and you want to enjoy this beautiful place that you're in, but you also think about how sad you are because this person that you cared about so much is just gone from your life. So 
it definitely was very hard for me to get over that and just allow myself to let go and it was something that I experienced basically throughout my entire trip um but but I, I was able to push past that and be happy through that and still have my good moments and process it and honestly I was in the best place to go through a heartbreak like it sucked but also I was in a new country I had distractions all over the place I had Mm -hmm. places to go people to meet places to be things to see and bars (laughs) and 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 I was growing along with that, you know? So mm-hmm. it, it, it definitely was, it showed me that I can go through very tough things on my own mm-hmm. because I think that heartbreak is probably one of the toughest things to go through. Obviously, there's many hard, many, many, probably definitely worse things to go through, but it definitely is something that is a very universal thing that happens to most people, at least at one point in their life, and they can all agree that it fucking sucks. It fucking sucks. Just like that, period, point blank. Anyway, aside from that, another part that this was just bad. This was just bad parts that I did not like. Um, um, okay. Added flavor. Uh, no, no. If anything, it made it more bland. But, okay, so the thing <laughs> with... I don't know if it's specifically Indian culture or if it is more just like a like a Southeast Asia. Th- I don't know. But there was some really fucking creepy men there. Like really, mm. really, really creepy. Not every single man because I met a lot of Indian men that were amazing, cool, chill, totally vibes. But there was some <laughs> men. I mean, there's also some men here, but... I think there's something about seeing a white, like a white person or someone that is just not Indian in India. And it makes some Indian men believe that you're just, that, that you're maybe easy or that you are just like there to have fun. I don't know. I think they have like this mm. construct of a white woman to be just very open to whatever I, I or maybe they're just more attracted i don't i mm. i i don't know i i, like, I have no idea but it, there was a there was a blatant disrespect for a lot of white women around i i noticed because with i i'm sure there's also disrespect against indian women but i think since they know that indian women tend to be more conservative, conservative yeah and m- not all of them again but a, a good Most majority part, yeah. tend to be more conservative they it's it's very like a it's like i think it's just like a cultural thing to mm-hmm. demand respect it's it's just like a you can't you just respect women even though it, maybe it doesn't obviously it doesn't always get I, w- I would hope that respecting women is just in every culture but yeah. I, I think that <laughs> it, it's it's more of like a a taboo i would say to like be more disrespectful toward an indian woman or like try to sexualize an indian woman because i, I don't know why because i just this is just how i feel Right. So I I can't tell. I can tell. This is my truth. Right. I I don't know the truth truth, but this is my truth. This is what you perceive to be the truth. This is how I perceive to be the truth. Exactly. And and I had a lot of not a lot, but I had a decent amount of not good experiences, especially honestly, for me, it was especially in Nepal. I my my two worst experiences. So this is a trigger warning. I'm going to be talking about sexual misconduct. So. 
if you are if this is triggering for you please just like skip like 10 minutes just to be safe but i i like and i endured a lot of a decent amount of sexual harassment while i was in india and i didn't realize that it was happening until honestly just recently like i i knew but recently i kind of just like processed everything and i was like damn but like i i i like i i was literally sleeping on a bus once and there was this man that was sitting next to me and it was an overnight bus and i was going to a new city because i was in pokhara and i was gonna go to Kathmandu. so i was sitting on the bus sleeping because it was nighttime and then i wake up and i feel this hand like grabbing my boob and i'm like what is happening and then i like and like this man is i I don't know this man is like trying to grab a ball on me and i'm like what is happening and and whatever it he had like put his blanket on me so probably so like no one could see what was going on like it was and then i had other other experiences i I don't want to go too into it but it was i i had a lot of like i I was just disrespected as a woman several times throughout and it it fucking sucks like just to be treated like you're an object and to be like it's just creepy it's gross nobody likes it i don't understand who gets off to that shit but it it, it 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 makes you scared for yourself but then also you like st- can stand up for yourself even though i don't tend to be the most stand-up person when it comes to situations like that it definitely is it 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 shows you a new aspect of yourself and you have to be a lot safer and realize that you know like even though it's not your fault and men should not be doing these type of things or nobody should be doing these type of things to anybody Mm -mm. it can it still happens and just because it shouldn't be happening doesn't mean it's not happening and you have to be aware of it and prevent that shit from happening to you well try to prevent that shit from happening to you as much as you can and we gotta teach men too oh yeah like i've been i've been trying i'm sick of the rhetoric like Uh. girls be careful we're careful Yes. Like, we are careful, but we can only do so, so much. much. Yes. Like, exactly. why aren't we teaching? And this, I, if it applies to you, it applies to you, okay? I think you can judge yourself as a person and, you know, apply this where it counts. But, um, where, what was I going to say? I don't know. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Something about the oh. rhetoric. Oh. Uh. Teaching men. Yeah. We should, like, we should teach men, like, not to do these things, not women be careful. Like the root problem, like go to the root of the problem, like men's behavior towards women. Mm. We, I've, that's come into conversation so much recently, like just with everything that's happening around, especially Orlando area, just like we equally need to, and, and we were trying to examine like what, what makes men like it's just to to stick to statistically more true that men commit crimes like this like more sexual assault is committed by men more like gruesome acts are committed by men why what is this foundation like societal foundational like issue is it like that men don't feel comfortable expressing their emotions so it gets transformed into like anger and like all this like 
bad stuff and it's just like it's 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 crazy and it's, it's it shouldn't like we're careful but why aren't we teaching men to treat to not to treat us like a human you know yeah we're humans we like we have the same feelings like we deserve the same right to respect as anyone else mm. like um like i feel like that's obvious it is but but obviously it's not obvious to everyone so just please be safe always be aware no matter how crunk you are please just <laughs> make sure but yeah it it's definitely hard because you're trying to be yourself and do your thing and you want to dress the way that you want to dress even though like obviously like i i was trying to uh kind of be as conservative as it could like the the worst that i would do like the quote-unquote worst me saying like this is the worst the more the most skin that i would show was just my stomach like my midriff and that's very normal in india so it 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 just even if i was showing my entire naked body that shit should not be happening so yeah i don't i I think that it just shouldn't be like period yeah but like period no matter what you're wearing mm -hmm. no matter the circumstance like just treat humans with respect like why like why just why like why treat someone like as less than as as an object as something without feelings without like as if your actions don't have consequences Mm, yeah because they do they do and And it's just yeah so it's definitely not a pretty part about traveling when you're a woman especially mm. by yourself it you can ha- come into very difficult experiences and these experiences happen to you either even if you travel or not we're just mm-hmm. happen to be more susceptible to it unfortunately and it, it it was definitely tough because i had never experienced things like this before in my life and i was again going through all of these things alone i was pro it's just the processing of all of these emotions on your own, it can be very tough and very difficult and challenging on a person, mm-hmm. especially when you're 19 years old and just uh, just started living your life, really, and, like, getting to know yourself. So I would definitely say that those were parts of the trip that were very difficult, very challenging, not that probably not good. Um, yeah, for the most part, heartbreak you learn from it so i'm not gonna say it was bad but other thing bad um but yeah so as you can tell there's some beautiful parts and there's some bad parts and you tend to look into the you you try even even in the more challenging and difficult times you kind of look back on it and you realize damn that was tough but i got through it i'm here i'm having a good time not right now and where i am and I think that your challenges usually tend to get rewarded with something beautiful at the end. Like, it, it, when life throws you this chal- a certain challenge, you go through it. You have to experience it. And then you get rewarded for it after in whatever way you do, whether it's in a lesson. But even more than that, you get, like, physical manifestations of rewards if it's mm. a beautiful place that you go to or a certain feeling that you feel it it's it I, just traveling will sh- it, it's like living a mini life quite literally like i, I would say it's like living a, a mini life within that experience because it's like an add-on all of these moments that 
that just completely transform how you are and who you are in in a great way like not entirely but it transforms you to hopefully make you better and it brings it brings a lot of things to surface whether you want it to surface or not and you have to be open to experiencing it and seeing what happens because beautiful things can come from really 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 tough situations like if I wouldn't have gone through a breakup that breakup I wouldn't have met my boyfriend and I would say that that's an amazing like an amazing outcome of my trip you know I I met someone that I completely truly vibe with on like a deep spiritual emotional level and that's like I wouldn't give that back you know like I would go through a heartbreak again if mm-hmm. it's to meet the person that like Callum hey shout out uh, <laughs> I, I, I would go through a heartbreak again if it meant that I would meet him you know so and and more than just people you meet you, you meet uh, well no not you, don't meet. you you have like these moments of yourself and just life questions get answered for you almost and you realize what is important to you and what is not and where you want to go and it's just like really fun oh yeah that too (laughs) (laughs) like on top of all that stuff it's just super fun to like eat new food and stuff yes yes the food Mm, Mm. so good just experiencing and also basically everywhere else is uh not 21 to drink so there's also that yeah you can get drunk (laughs) if you're not 21 no but on a more serious note you're completely right like just listening to all that i couldn't agree more it just shows you new things like at the end of the day whether it's good or bad there's no specific connotations it's it's your perspective Mm -hmm. because you can choose to look at it however you want right Mm -hmm. you can give it whatever connotations it has right but if you choose to be like this is what I experienced and this I'm going to learn from it and I'm going to grow from it whether it was the good whether it was the bad whether it was the neutral I think it's just always important to have an experience and and see what you can learn from it mm-hmm. that way even if it is a bad experience you're not walking away at a loss mm-hmm. I think because if you walk away from it as a loss you just it, it's not good it yeah. doesn't like it, it does it just doesn't do anybody any like good and it's like change like per i should say personally that's i've just really like lived my life like that like glass half full and it's like even the shitty situations i mean you heard my story how i couldn't i could barely even call it a the worst part of my experience right because i mm-hmm. i feel like just yeah bad stuff happens but you can learn from it like you said like it's there to show you like what you don't want right Mm. it's it's there to show you what you're not looking for what you want to avoid and and that's okay because you know whatever the situation you can learn from it and that's at the end of the day that's what's most important Mm. you'll set your boundaries set learning about yourself yes i agree and it's just 
a very intrinsic experience you know just being off on your own experiencing this whole new realm Mm -hmm. it's very intrinsic you become your best friend Mm. your best (gasps) company so true you become your own best friend you know that you're gonna be home wherever you are because you're with yourself Mm -hmm. but it's true. true like when nowhere in that moment is home because everywhere is just a place that you're visiting basically even though like i guess you can find home in certain spaces or you find home wherever you are because you are with yourself you find home within yourself Mm -hmm. and everywhere you go just becomes home because you're home with you and it's that's an important aspect to know it's good to learn how to be alone and to grow alone and to do things on Mm. your own because you won't be you won't be there's a difference no you won't be inspired no you won't be uh, affected no what influence you won't be influenced by what others want and what Mm. others are doing and what other opinions there are you will you you find the difference between being alone and being lonely mm-hmm. if you're comfortable being alone you will never be lonely in this life never, <laughs> never. And, and you can you you'll learn how to trust your intuition it's like yeah. it's like it's like a it's like a like a fast track to tapping into your intuition oh yeah because you gotta you gotta have a hotline that sometimes you're like oh i don't know bro exactly you just have to trust your gut you know and and you'll be put into situations where you're like fuck am i gonna like oh my god even traveling (laughs) am i gonna possibly die if i go into this or get kidnapped or public transportation is a whole different thing over there like just anywhere else you go you're like you don't know what means what and sometimes it's not even in english and you're like i gotta ask someone or google translate it let me see the shapes that's how i fall in japan i was kind of like gambling or something literally bro i was literally in japan taking the buses it was i was just following the shapes to see where my stop was because obviously i don't know like blues clues yeah quite literally but nonetheless nonetheless we've been talking for a minute a good talk uh, for a couple of few minutes a good talk i don't mind me either i hope you guys don't there's a lot either. to be said we're trying to fit four months and one month so five months into an hour it, yeah that's pretty impressive it's crazy but <laughs> there's still too there's still, so much there's, to talk about yeah there's still so much to be said but it's, in conclusion in conclusion What's your concluding? I will conclude that <laughs> that I think that you should definitely travel on your own because it is a beautiful, crazy, spiritual experience that allows you to grow and understand yourself better. And that's what we need to do. We, we need to understand ourselves and get to know ourselves as well as we want to get to know others because how else are you going to know what it is that you want and the way that you want to live life and i just i want to try to inspire people maybe whoever listens to mm. go out and do it like if you're ever too if you ever feel like it's not possible or you're scared because you don't have anyone to go with 
trust me, you can do it on your own. Mm-hmm. You just have to have a good backbone. You have to have some confidence in yourself. And you can't take nobody's shit. Mm. Uh-uh. You don't take nobody's shit. Because seriously, it's it, it's tough. And it's hard. And it's it, it's it's not all butterflies, sunshines, rainbows, and kittens. I, I wish. like that, that would be amazing. But also, I don't wish. Because you don't get to learn all the things that you do. And yeah just go out there and do it fuck it like whatever you only live this one life and it's we have to experience and get to understand why other people are the way they are and why they do the things they do Mm -hmm. so if you have even an inkling just do it because trust me it'll be buy the ticket (laughs) leave this reality behind if it no longer serves you Quite literally. Yes. Do it. That's my advice. Do it. If you're thinking about it, do it. Find the means. Don't make excuses for yourself. Do it. If it's something you want to do and do it. If you're choosing not to do it because you're scared, mm -mm. do it. Do not operate off of the scared mentality. Don't do that. Leave your comfort zone and do it, shoddy. Do it, shoddy. Do it, shoddy. Mm. Do it right now. If you're thinking about it, do it right now. Do it right now. (laughs) Go on Google Flights and buy that flight. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Well, I'm not if you're not, but I am if you am. Does that make sense? I don't know. Sure. YOLO. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god <laughs> okay we should and, yes okay well thanks for joining me queen oh this me i'm so, queen okay yes you're queen and you guys are queens and kings out there listening too oh yeah Super- thanks for listening y'all yeah y'all are great and thanks for joining me v oh thank you for having you're me you're the best bestie ever i'm so honored to be the first guest oh, yes, i can't wait for vibes. the i can't wait for you to get like signed and then i'll join you in your studio yeah, you guys will be listening to sponsorships yeah yeah <laughs> subscribe to my patreon oh i'm i'm waiting <laughs> i'm i'm already on patreon like i have my account set up so just let me know when they contact you okay a hundred dollars a month oh deal only <laughs> i would pay a thousand for you <laughs> a million if i add it oh, i, I will, will have it yeah we do have it <laughs> just in our future selves in our future selves yeah. anyway i hope everyone has a beautiful magical day mm. please take care of yourself and love yourself and get yourself out of that comfort zone mm. oh yes do that shit inspire yourself be what you wish you were yeah just be it yeah just be it just you you got it just do just do it that's a great slogan nike thank you i agree nike (laughs) uh uh no no sponsored okay okay, not sponsored (laughs) all right um have a wonderful wonderful rest of your life Have a wonderful week. Have a wonderful day. And tell your mom that you love her. Because she's amazing. I love my mom. I love my mom too. And you should love your mom too. So tell her. Text her right now. Be like, I love you, mom. (laughs) Okay, guys. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to spill a little bit of sunshine. Oh, yeah. On even the hard things. Yeah. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.